Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Hero Lives Metal Too Many Notes Music Review. And what do we have today here? We got something very special. Today we're here to talk about Atomic Drop. That sounds dangerous. With the album Wicked Is My Love. Um, this is a one-man band thrash metal from Virginia Beach. Let's check it out. Virginia. And our one man is Lucas Bad News Taylor. He has written, performed, engineered, mixed, and mastered this masterpiece. You hear that, Lucas? This is for you. <laughs> and this is actually his second album. Uh, the little note on Bandcamp here says, Atomic Drop is following up the debut album Midcard Purgatory and the five-song EP Meat Sauce Mountain with Wicked Is My Love, recorded during the quarantine of 2020. This jank is bigger, badder, and better than any five-star Meltzer-reviewed match. Not necessarily better than every five-star epic, but it is up there with Hawk and Sting versus Ming and Kurosawa with you, Colonel Robert Parker at Clash of the Champions. You see the race is going. So, <laughs> if you haven't caught on right now, we have a theme. This is a uh, concept. concept album. This is a concept band of pro wrestling. It's about time somebody does a concept again. <sighs> I mean, there's a lot of concepts, but I have not seen the combination of thrash metal with well, who would think you would have though actually thrash metal and wrestling I'm sure it's somewhere but we haven't gone to it it's somewhere I'm sure well we found there. one yeah okay and now it's time for the Here Lies Metal five point bi-directional classification scale including categories such as genre loyalty listenability production style musical complexity and just plain fun uh, and please note that uh, neither sides of these scales means good or bad all right, so you interpret it your way. So, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Everyone's good here. Or you wouldn't be on here. If you're not on here, you're probably bad. Okay. So, all right. Sorry. For so, our genre scale, true to nonconformists, giving this a 3.5, it's going slightly toward nonconformists. This is an interesting mix of various styles of extreme metal, uh, maybe like 65% thrash, 35% heavy metal bass, but largely like of all the genres i heard listening to this i heard thrash i heard black thrash i heard hard rock heavy metal speed metal hair metal death metal even a little straight up black metal but you know all within you know the 80s maybe slightly early 90s maybe did you hear any hardcore in there i feel like i heard uh, i didn't hardcore. get the hardcore but he got everything that's the hardcore is the kitchen sink he got everything but the kitchen sink so it's all blended in there yeah, um, it's it's. I was really impressed how dynamic it was. He really just covered everything he likes, I think, including wrestling. And he put and he put it and he made it. He built it around wrestling. Um, so um, in every single song, um, I hear a lot of like specifically like what I got out of it. I hear a lot of, like a lot of Motley Crue in some of it. You know, obviously in the, the hair metal sections. Yeah, because obviously if you're gonna, if you're going to do something about wrestling, pro wrestling, I think you need some kind of like mouth breather music. Like Motley Crue, and that's not you know that's not like an insult to the to the guy making it to Taylor here. We are Martha Brady, Martha but, Brady. Yeah, we're 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 you know we understand that type of culture, but um you know but it takes it beyond Motley Crue. You know like you know it takes it like way beyond the, just that simpleness. It's a lot more complicated than anything Motley Crue would ever do. You know, and it's a lot more dynamic. Obviously, it goes into different genres of music all in all in the same song. So it's really yeah, it's, it seems it's really impressive. Like the standard song structure for a lot of it was like a thrash bass. That would go maybe into a heavy metal chorus and refrain and then have these epic heavy metal guitar solos that he really enjoys. Yeah, or just kind of beats, really just like um, fun beats, like 
beats that make you move, you know? And that's, it kind of reminds me of a Tommy Lee kind of drum yeah. thing to me. That's what it is to me, anyway. You comment down below, Taylor, if you, you know, but you think about it. I really got that. Like, even on the thrashiest songs on there, he would just rip into these melodic heavy metal solos, not thrash solos. Um, yeah, and also the vocals on this, it's a, like mostly a raspy, spitty kind of black metal thrashy vocal. Um, but he also has like a jokey heavy metal queer vocal as well. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that's like when he's kind of just you know scooping like, off. Yeah, he's yeah, it's making it fun. But he bit. needs it. It's got it's got a lot of emotion to it. Yeah. If it's about wrestling, you need that. You need that kind of vocal. You need to make it kind of you know tongue in cheek like that. So. What did you say his uh, thrash metal vocal sounded like? Um, kind of reminds me of like like a, like when Lemmy kind of went metal, you know, kind of like in the mid '80s, you know, when you know Motorhead wasn't really rock and roll anymore. But you know, obviously, but a little bit with a little, sort of a black metal tone. I mean, you know, it's it's like vocals. It's like you know, I can't sing kind of vocals, which is fine. You know, it's so I'm just gonna do this, which sounds really good with this kind of music. I mean, what else? And it kind of sounds a little like the guy from that band Clever Tack. You know, and that's that's a really bad comparison, but like it sounds like that to me. That's that's like a moot comparison because that guy doesn't sing for the band anymore anymore but that's that's like a weak like but that's what it sounds like to me like that guy whoever that guy was i'm not even pronouncing that band name right <laughs> you know i think it's caveller attack caveller attack I mean, we're not here to talk about that no. i don't even know that band yeah they're all right they're dumb <laughs> sonic terror scale um yeah. uh how terrifying how terrified are we not too terrified mm. we're at a three we're kind of in the middle here yeah no it's offense. not uh it's not pop but it's not terrifying the reason is like the thrashy parts are, you know, can be pretty intense, kind of cruel. So it cannot go into like the the more melodic, more catchy end of this scale. But even the thrashy riffs, like they're catchy um, and interesting. Uh, they're not they're not too brutal, hmm. and a lot of the guitar parts are very memorable. A lot of like fun licks on this. Yeah. I would say fun licks. Yeah, fun licks. <laughs> Um, you know, as opposed to not fun licks. Um, yeah, we don't mean to offend you by saying you're not brutal, but but you know, you're you're not. But but it's fine. That's it's fun. Just you don't have to be brutal all the time. I don't know if that's what you're going for. You know, what if he's at home? He's like, damn it! What do you mean it wasn't brutal? Fuck you! But no, it was. Um, you know, like what I really got about is is your drumming, and we'll talk about that soon. But you know, you're you're like even though you're going all kinds of places with it, you're keeping the blast down to a minimum, and that's just a lot of control. It means you're just such a dynamic drummer. You know. Doing everything with those drums, even though it has that like thrash vocal on it, um, it's like an easy to follow thrash vocal. It has yeah. like this bite that's to the delivery that makes it very intelligible, yeah. and that kind of like lends to the listenability. I would say yeah. it makes it more approachable, um, and I also think it's very key for the theme record. You know where he, <laughs> where he's got this wrestling theme, and most most of the vocal is that thrash vocal. You want to hear what he's talking about because he's telling yeah. a story. <laughs> Yeah, you want to obviously know about learn about um pro so, wrestling you know i don't i don't really you know most thrash i listen to i don't even know what they're talking about i don't even try to make the vocals out but this was like you can follow along you know you know you can hear the words you're so. teaching i learned a lot about wrestling by just you know having to look up stuff <laughs> about this album so that's you know and it's always been around you know i've always known people that have been into wrestling but never really paid attention to anything they said you know but now i'm learning and now i'm interested and i want to talk to these people more but um the song this album also has some very wickedly catchy songs on it yeah. i would say uh, hard times uh, and the rude awakening, which I think might actually be a single. Maybe I saw, I, I saw it in single form. I saw hard times as single, but you know that's just me. Um, like I find I find those in my head. Like, yeah, hard times. Yeah, and you can't you can't be Sonic Terror <laughs> if you have catchy songs. You, you like 
you know, like you can't if you have cool beats like that, you can't be Sonic Terror. That's 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 what I that's my why take. Why are you why are you getting defensive trying to defend our you know? Well, it's not a it's not a, a code of shame to not be to talk no. to terror. No, 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 no. It's not. I'm just you can't be. You know, like that's a good. And that you know, like I said, each scale, each side of scale is not bad. But, but like you can't, you don't get to be Sonic Terror if you if you're go- trying to be Sonic Terror. You can't make your songs catchy, and you made your songs catchy, which I like. I think the the most terrifying, the most Sonic Terror end of the album is the song "Don't Call Me Fake." It's probably the meanest Black Thrash song yeah. on there. Very fitting, kind of Slayer. It gets a Slayer out of Slayer. Slayer. Um, except of course for its melodic heavy metal guitar solo. Yeah, it will throw one of those in every song. <laughs> Doesn't matter how thrashy it is. It's not giving you that nonsensical thrash solo. You're getting a melodic solo. Yeah. All right. But yeah, very fun songs, engaging and varied sounding, dynamic. <laughs> All right. Fisher Price to high production. What? This is a two. This is a two. Good, dirty DIY production. You can tell this guy did it himself. He did it about as well as possible by himself. And it's got this uh, very nice, dirty, retro, of course, feel to it. Yeah, I like that. Um, to me, it's all about the drums. That's what's really coming out to me on this. You know, as, as a person in a band that is always frustrated with drummers, you know, like, I'm like, wow, like, and you, and I feel like you, you know, did this all yourself because maybe you're frustrated with drummers, so you're just a really good drummer. You just did it all yourself, which is awesome. Like, you, you rule. You are, you are what we need in the music industry from now on. Uh, will you be my drummer? Um, so, um, yeah, drumming is i'm gonna keep talking about the drumming it's the sound is just warm it was big it was very tommy Lee like but you know like in a way but better than tommy lee like you're doing things that tommy lee would never do like tommy lee kind of just beats the thing boom bop, boom and it's catchy but you're going from that then you go into a blast and you go into a thrash you go into black metal like you, you you've got it all and, and it still sounds great so um you know um but yeah they're very dominant and and it's like it's almost like those beats you have those four on the floor kind of that just works at pro wrestling. As you can picture the guys coming out, you know, when they come out, you know, like that, that you, one of your songs playing. I bet that's what you wanted. You wanted this to be the soundtrack to like some like probably like nineties wrestling. I, you know, I don't think you're, you're not mentioning anything about like today's wrestling. So I'm, I'm imagining you're like a fan of like the golden days. That's you know, as as they probably call them. But yeah, it's like a theme. Like your song should be like a theme of your, of, you know, of someone's favorite wrestler. Who knows? And who is your favorite wrestler? Comment down. Comment down below. Who is your favorite guy? Um, but yeah, and you know, and obviously we talked a lot about the guitars. Um, yeah, there's a bass too. You played a bass too, but that doesn't seem that dominant to me. And it, as thrash goes, doesn't really need to be. I mean, your bass playing is good. I can hear it, and it's it's solid, and it's where it needs to be. But it's nothing. It's nothing out of the ordinary. You know, it's nothing sticking out. But it's just fine. You don't really. You could have just not had a bass, and no one probably would have cared. You know, people wouldn't have been like, "Hey, where's the bass?" You know, like wouldn't. It's like just it's like justice for all. Like no one at the time noticed, and the, you know they look back like, "Hey, there was no bass in that album," you know. And it's like a controversy today, but you know. Okay, let's uh, let's count the notes. Um, giving this uh, two point five on the side of not too many notes, but we're it's middle of the road. We've got notes. It's yeah. a lot of notes because the album's quite fast. But for the most majority of it, it's not terribly complex. Most of the riffs are pretty simple. Um, a lot of repeated notes. We've got some zeros. Uh, but the things that stand out that bring it up from, you know, like getting too far down is the solos, the guitar solos. Uh, I want to highlight the solos on Hollywood Blondes, Butts and Seats, and the Dangerous Alliance versus Sting Squadron. Uh, these solos are extremely dramatic. And they, I, they're, they're very like, they're like telling a story. There's like highs and lows in this in the solo, you know. 
Yeah, they're um, typical, like, you know, good guitar solos. You know, they kind of remind me of something Marty Friedman would do or someone like that. Someone of that caliber. You know, not like Kerry King or like Gary Holt or even like Kerry Cameron. Their souls are a little more. Well, Kerry King is usually just kind of, his souls are like chaotic. Maybe you could say say about Gary Holt and Kirk Hammett's solos like compare like bluesy, you know, which you know is kind of just whatever whatever you want to do with that. But your solos are like trained kind of like you do a lot of that classical kind of stuff almost. You know, a little too complex for the for most of the theme of this. But you know, it just makes it that's what just makes it you know maybe that works with it even more because maybe something about wrestling should be in your face and bombastic and huge and ridiculous. So maybe you know that's what you're going for that like classic kind of metal ridiculousness. I think your solos are ridiculous, and that's a good thing. Like, look, your, your solos are ridiculous. You know, that, that's like not saying you're bad. I mean, it's like you're maybe too good for this, but um. But yeah, also bringing up our note scale here is the drumming. As Maledictus has mentioned, the drumming is crazy. Your drumming is tight, fast, and exciting. It's the best part. I want your drumming. I want. Can you like play drums for me? <laughs> He doesn't need you. He's a one-man band. No one needs. As, as I, we go over this every time. I'm like, every time we go over a one-man band, like, wow, that's really good. You want to play drums? And, you know, and it's like, and, and the answer is, they don't need you. And it's right. They you, they don't. No one. Like, they're probably better at using guitar. <laughs> they're, but yeah, they're better at everything. They're better at me than on the saxophone, probably. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah. But it's game good. Everything is doing is great. Very All impressive. Right. For our final scale, the fun scale, what what could we do but give this a one for fun? It's about fucking wrestling. Yeah, okay. He can't be serious about. That. And again, like I want. He probably he's probably serious. He's probably mad like, right now. Like there's just a lot of moments in this album that I just kind of laughed. Like I I think my favorite was the clear vocal on butts and seats. Yeah. It's like butts and seats. Yeah. Like you know, I don't know. What does that mean, by the way? Comment down below. I couldn't find a reference for that, but <laughs> you, I don't know. Is that like a term they use? Get the butts in the seats? I don't know. All right. Clearly, we're not we're not big wrestling people. I feel like my most exposure to wrestling is seeing like comedy, like parodying wrestling, but like from a place of love. Like we we love wrestling, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen that more than I've seen actual wrestling. Uh, mm. What about you, Maledict? Is you familiar well, with wrestling? Well, did you know wrestling was fake? Did you know it was fake? I, I have a, heard that. That's an old. That's just a, that's like getting you know. It's like one of those things. It's like okay, you know, you could stop saying that now. Well, I've heard you know yeah. the stories are fixed, but the hits are real. But, you could say that. So um, there's a lot of references you did in this album, Taylor. Um, like in some of the names of the songs, you know, you know, I kind of looked up what these things mean. Being that, and these are obviously historical events in wrestling. I think most of them are from the '90s. I think. Um, but for your first track, um. Tatanka and the Million Dollar Corporation. People, maybe some people are like, "What's that?" Well, I'm going to explain what that is. And of course, you can comment down below. All right, if keep I get it this brief, wrong. please. Okay. So, the Million Dollar Corporation was a professional wrestling stable, as they call them, the World Wrestling Federation, um, from April 1994 to 1996, and was managed by the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. And I remember that guy. And during the summer of 1994, it's a 90s thing, obviously. Um, Tatanka. Accused Lex Luger, I remember that guy, of selling out to Ted DiBiase, uh, which resulted in a match between the two. Afterwards, DiBiase entered the ring with a red, white, and blue sack full of money. Luger kicked it out of his hand, and DiBiase, and, and resulting in Tatanka attacking him and turning into a villain at uh, SummerSlam, joining DiBiase's million dollar corporation. So that's why Tatanka and the corporation. That's that story. If it's if you have a different uh, take on that, because you probably saw it live, comment down below, Taylor. Um, the Dangerous Alliance versus 
um, Sting's Squad. And I remember, I don't remember the Dangerous Alliance, but I remember Sting. I don't remember Sting's Squad. I used to like vaguely kind of watch wrestling in the 90s with friends. Just, it was kind of on in the background. I didn't really know what was going on. But I remember some of these things. And um, this was the main event at um, a War Games match, which Sting's Squadron featuring Sting, Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, and... Nikita Karloff defeated the Dangerous Alliance, who was um, made of Stone Cold Steve Austin, I guess. Um, Rick Rude, uh, Am Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zoyasko. And this was a cage match, which are always kind of brutal. The cage matches are always kind of fun. You could watch it on YouTube. Um, and Don't Call Me Fake is my favorite because we have um, that reference you had. I was wondering, we were wondering if that was real, so I looked it up and uh, it's a lot of fun because it features um, a wrestler who's yes. just told us how every match is fake. I John Stossel interviewing all wrestlers have been asked this guy. Dozens of times. What? Is this a good business? Yeah, it's a good business. David Schultz. Why is it a good business? Because only the tough survive. That's the you ain't in it. And this punk holding the camera reading, he ain't in it. <laughs> reading these rednecks out here ain't in it because it's a tough it's business. Wrestling. That's terrific. Wait, is that all you got? I'll ask you the standard question. You know? Standard question. I think this is fake. You think it's fake? <laughs> he just slapped John Stossel. Huh? What the hell's wrong with you? That's open hand slap, huh? You think <laughs> <laughs> he slapped huh? him again. <laughs> oh, that is fucking hilarious. Um... Yeah, that was John Stossel, if you don't know. Like, young John Stossel. If you don't know John Stossel, he's kind of like this libertarian guy. You could find him on YouTube doing all kinds of things about... Oh, that thing's still running? Hello? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny. I, and I kind of just... I didn't realize that was him until I saw the video. I'm like, oh my God, that's John Stossel getting the shit slapped out of him. That was fucking hilarious. Um, next song, um, The Hollywood Blondes. Uh, that was a well-known team... Um, Hollywood Blondes, um, and uh, it was uh, featuring uh, stunning Steve Austin. Is that the, is that is that Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day? And flying Brian Pillman, who used the name as a heel tag team World Wrestling Championship uh, of nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety three. And uh, yeah, so that's who I, I thought it was like talking about like wrestling chicks or something, but no, the the uh, Hollywood Blondes were one two dudes. So, yeah. And the Big Wiggle, that refers to a signature dance made popular by the English-American wrestler Norman Smiley. So that is, those are your facts. If, um, right. you know, if you have the real facts, uh, Mr. Um, Taylor, um, then, you know, you, was, you input, please. That was very educational. I try to educate, as I used to do. <laughs> In conclusion, Wicked Is My Love, Atomic Drop. Yes, it's a good album. Very cool album. Uh, very listenable, very exciting, very amusing. Very good. Good job. Check it out. Yeah, well, great for great job. the one-man thing. I, I really like... Uh, very impressive how so many one-man things um, recently that we're, we, we've been reviewing, and they're all very impressive. So I have no excuses not to do mine. All right, goodbye, everyone. We'll see you with our next review next week. Mm-hmm.